What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of Just a Bet Outside. This is our NFL Week 2 recap, and man, do we have a lot to talk about. We had some wild comebacks and just crazy games all over. So we're going to, in this video, we're going to talk about maybe some teams. Is it time to panic? Talk about uh, also what we've learned from the first two weeks and go over what our bets looked like last week. So uh, before we do that, got a little housekeeping. We have, uh, we're now on Spotify, Amazon Podcast, and Apple Podcasts. So make sure to go check those out and hit follow. And then also make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We went 5-1 and one on bets for Thursday and Monday night games on those two. So they saved us. Um, our video picks did not do that great. Uh, we went overall 6-6, six and six, I believe it was, for the week. Uh, and it was down 0.65 units, so not too bad for the year. We're still under a unit on, on down. So uh, we'll pick it up. We'll, we'll get there. So that's not too bad. That's just one win away, and we're in the positive. So uh, the video picks were not good. Like I said, the Instagram and Twitter, got to follow. Got to follow if you want some winners. So uh, that's where we're at. Ryan, uh, how are we doing? I know you're struggling from one of your bets last <laughs> week, as a lot of people are. Yeah, that was a rough weekend. Uh, the Ravens game, that one that one hurt really bad. It like put me in a bad mood for the Seahawks game. I just didn't even want to watch football after that bet. I had it wrapped up solid you text me in the third quarter and said it's over and then was, the dolphins I are think coming it's back. My fault. yeah it's my fault like, you jinx that. me but with that we, we we had a personal bet i'm pretty sure and oh yeah here's the no. emojis money we, emojis. we don't have no yeah we yeah. don't have time we have time i got 25 bucks because of you on that game right there so i did the win the personal bet at least but that yeah that ravens game just, wow for you that didn't see the last video it was i think under 44 and a half maybe for the ravens dolphins i took the under and they scored 80 <laughs> 80 the, points in that the game dolphins, the dolphins almost had it covered by themselves and that oh, was almost in just the in the fourth quarter, quarter. <laughs> yeah i think two had like 203 or four touchdowns in the fourth quarter I don't know what the Ravens were doing. I have I'm just baffled at the whole thing. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know. Their pass defense is not to where I thought it was. I know they lost to DB Fuller um, after Week One, but still, just absolutely ugly. And speaking of ugly and comebacks, let me just give you stats because I like trends and stats, as you know. Last year there were 61 games where a team won by 20 or more points. Zero times. Did a team come back from a 20-point deficit? Zero last year. <laughs> Guess what? We had two in the span of two hours. Yeah. Zero last year. One of them was that Ravens Dolphins we talked about. Two went ballistics. Receivers were open. Baltimore forgot how to play pass defense, how to do anything. They forgot how to score. They just took their foot off the gas pedal. I mean, yep. I don't know, unless you have something else to say why exactly no. that happened. Oh, man. I feel like, no, I feel like the coaching, Harbaugh's a great coach. I don't know what happened there. Like, you kind of got to keep scoring. Yep, so you're up 21, but you got to put a little bit more up because, like in the video I said, all it takes is one, two plays, and boom, it's a touchdown, just like that with those guys. Yeah. You got both of them on both sides of the field, a busted yeah, coverage and a touchdown. Yeah. Especially Waddle and Tyreek, like you said. I mean, yeah. they're – Tyre Waddle was on my fantasy team. He had 40. Thank you, Waddle. Appreciate that. <laughs> they both dominated. I mean, they are maybe one of the, maybe the best one-two punch at receiver in the league. I mean, they are they're legitimate. Mm -hmm. So I mean, maybe I was sleeping on the Miami Dolphins a little bit, and uh they're for real. We're gonna find out, especially this week, they got another tough one. But um, yeah, that Dolphins Ravens game was crazy. So um also Dolphins were down 21 in the fourth quarter, and they came back to one. 
to win that game. It's their first time since 2010 since that's happened. Do you want to know what the record is for teams that are up by 21 or more in the fourth quarter? It's Before like, that Dolphins come back? Oh, and 711. Yep, I heard that, yeah. So I was like, oh, oh that's and the one I picked. And that's what happened? You're joking. This is ridiculous. Zero. Zero. <laughs> now it's 1 and 711 thanks to the Dolphins. So yeah. good luck sleeping, Baltimore fans, Baltimore team. Um, that was ugly. That could be a season changer. Or maybe you can pick your head up off the mat and move on. We'll see. But the other game was the Cardinals-Raiders. Any thoughts on that one? Once again, like, what are the Raiders doing? you got to put teams away when you have a chance. If you have the chance to put them away, do it. If if that's not the case, like, why pay Devontae Adams that much money? If you're going to pay him that much money and you win and he only gets two catches, sure, fine, whatever. You're paying him that much money, he got two catches, and you lose? No. Yeah. You're up 20-something? Yeah. You don't do that. You just don't. I, I agree. And I, I didn't watch enough of the the film, the game afterwards or anything to, to really analyze just Devontae Adams. But Devontae had two catches, I think it was, for 12 yeah. yards or something yep. like that. Yeah. I mean, that's Devontae Adams. When he was playing with Aaron Rodgers, he didn't have games like that. Nope. Okay, maybe someone will go back and find one. But, I mean, it was <laughs> rare. He's already one out of two he's done that with Derek Carr. So, Derek Carr is inconsistent to me. Um, he doesn't make the big play. Kyler Murray was – here we go about Kyler Murray. He was bad for like three quarters, okay? But now he's being seen as his hero, this unbelievable quarterback. And listen, he was unreal in that fourth quarter. He ran yeah. all over the field looking for players, a two-point conversion to tie the game at the end. I mean, everything – he did everything right. It was just another wild fourth quarter where they did nothing for three, and then all of a sudden, there it is. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if it's an endurance thing or the defense couldn't hold up or I don't know what it was. It was crazy. You know, there was the one play he's kept it alive for what 20 seconds and i think he ran for oh, yeah. 85 yards and still completed it or ran it in I, like you have to be tired at some point in time right yeah don't you think you would you would think but uh the defenders get more tired than kyler Murray though so yeah he just um walling Ky- around. Saved, yeah he saved the season a little bit kyler needs a haircut by the way oh my <laughs> goodness that hair has got to go but whatever you get a lot of money a big contract you can do what you want you can do um, whatever you want yes one more comeback that might have been even more impressive than those two. It wasn't a 20-point comeback. It was the Jets over the Browns. <laughs> I know I'm sure everyone had the Jets over the Browns, definitely. Um, yeah. They were down thir- 13 with under two minutes to go. 13. And the Browns let up a deep pass to, for a quick score, which you can't do. You just can't nope. do. Nope. I'm not saying to play prevent. We're not a prevent kind of guys when we talk about football. But you cannot get beat deep. You gotta have two safeties back. You can't get confused whether it's man. You gotta you cannot let that happen. So they they hit a deep pass, get an onside kick. I think the ball went off Amari Cooper's hands, just their best receiver. And then <laughs> and then they they score again. Like the Browns had no answer for the Jets offense. Joe Flacco for MVP. <laughs> Who, should we talk about that? <laughs> no. I mean, is there a quarterback controversy in New York? Uh, I'm not saying no to that. I mean, Zach Wilson hasn't been impressive, and Joe Flacco, you know. If, if Joe Flacco w. goes out and has another great game, I mean, why would you put Zach Wilson in? Because he's your franchise, and is Joe Flacco really getting the playoffs anyways in the AFC? Is Zach Wilson? But he's at Come least on. your future. He's at least your future. So we, that's a different yeah. situation than the Trey Lance and Jimmy G. Agree, but where, they're the, it's a winning business. You want to win. And if they're, let's say, two and two, three and two, like, why would you change that up? 
You know that you know the team's gonna be like, let's stick with Flacco. Like, why change chemistry? You know? Yeah, there's just no future with Flacco, and the team's not going to the playoffs anyways. Like, if if they were a good yeah. team and had a chance to make it to the playoffs, then okay. But you gotta see what you have with Zach Wilson, because if you if you do it this way, where you start Joe Flacco, then you waste another year of Zach Wilson, then you waste next year potentially of seeing if Zach Wilson's the guy. You're able to see if Zach Wilson's the guy this year if you start him. So, I agree, yeah, but with everything that's happened in the NFL, can we really say the Jets are not a playoff team? I don't know anymore. Like, we just don't know what's going to happen. We have no clue. But you're probably right, especially AFC. That's brutal. I mean, that's just going to be tough. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, three wild comebacks that were just record-shattering. It was unreal. It was great football. If you got the Red Zone channel, you were in heaven. Um, I hope you just planted on that couch and just, I mean, commercial-free, and you're watching comeback after comeback. I didn't even care if some of it ran into the Seahawks game. We'll talk about that later. Holy cow. <laughs> well, like I said, I wasn't even oh. excited for the Seahawks game after oh, we just saw gosh. or the yeah. Ravens and then my Giants and Panthers. Like I kind of was close on getting that pick. Like I was right there. Just had the yeah. wrong winner. Like, yeah, Ryan missed out on the game. So that, that Ravens game was like a plus 280 bet that we just missed out on. He had the over in the Ravens money line. And uh, that would have been a big bet. That would have changed everything. We'd be up for the year so far. But, you know, it happens. That's betting. That's football. So we move on and we'll get better ones. But, uh, yeah, so those are the comebacks. Here, I want to kind of talk about a few things we've learned from the first couple of weeks. It could be overreaction, could not be. But uh, I just think there's a few good storylines in the NFL. Well, there always is. But um, <laughs> how about the Eagles on Monday night? <sighs> Ooh, doggy. I was talking yeah. to some people and I was telling them they're going to take down the Vikings. This Eagles team. Uh, I'm telling you, this Eagles team is something to watch, and I would not be shocked if they made it to the Super Bowl. No, in fact, I, would I, not just, be I just wrote an article uh, today about how how they're so how they're so dominant. It really starts in the trenches for me. I mean, they offensive line, defensive line. Howie Roseman's always preached to dominate the trenches, and they did. I mean, they had a good defensive line before, and they used their first pick uh, in the the first round pick, 13th overall, on a Jordan Davis on a defensive tackle. I mean, they still wanted more. Um, and he's only playing a little bit right now, but he's still doing well when he is out there. I mean, that team, they can run the ball. They can pass the ball. They dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Their secondary is, I don't know if it's elite, but it's close. Darius Slay looked really good to me. I think, um, and then you got I Brad Brandon. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins was trying to throw him the football, I swear, last night. Like, he was Kirk yeah, Cousins' he was. leading receiver. Yeah. It was no, crazy. Kirk, Kirk, Kirk had the uh, Eagles defense uh, on his fantasy team. And he really, <laughs> yeah, he needed something. That puts Kirk Cousins, by the way, at like two and ten on Monday Night Football. And if you That's... watched our last video, we talked about fade Kirk Cousins on primetime. That's why the Eagles were one of my best bets. It was the only video bet we actually hit on. Um, and so I just think that was a domination. I don't know what you thought of that game, but it was it was crazy. I mean, the Vikings still had a chance here and there because once again, coaching the Eagles didn't quite put them away when they could have really had a chance. If a couple guys make a catch the vikings could be in that game if kirk cousins doesn't throw it to darius slay in the goal line we have a game and then you you, you don't want it close in the fourth quarter with time ticking down it's a football game weird bounces interceptions on sides you just it's no point to stress about it if yeah. you can put it away and the eagles were I, I, in I that agree. place they could have put it away early more i agree i do better. think the eagles took their foot off the gas pedal a little bit in that second half um mm -hmm. I think they trusted their defense and just tried not to make a mistake on offense. Um, but uh, if you look at total yards and everything, I mean, I know the game could have been close if Kirk didn't throw so many picks, but 
I mean, the Eagles dominated the game. If you just, just by the eye test, I mean, the oh, yardage yeah. was just out of this world at halftime. I don't even remember 200 something to like 90 or I don't know. It's something wild. Um, and I just think the Eagles, Eagles are a legitimate football team. We picked them to win the division. I, I don't know if I thought they were going to be this dominant. It's two games. You know, they right. played the Vikings at home and the Lions. So I'm not going to just say they're the greatest of all time already. Um, but I definitely keep an eye on that. So, yeah. Do, do you have a storyline too? Anything yeah, I did. For, uh, and kind of goes in back with the Ravens and the Dolphins. Um, wide receivers, if you can get two or three dominant game-changing wide receivers, I think it just makes life so much easier for either average quarterback or elite quarterbacks. Elite quarterbacks, it's, you know, it's like Josh Allen throwing to Stefan Diggs yeah. type of thing and Patrick Mahomes when yeah. he had all the weapons. But if you put those weapons around it, your running game opens up, you get quicker, easier throws. Then the defense comes up, they fall asleep, busted coverage, and then you hit one big one. So I'm thinking that, you know, the NFL is changing to just if you don't hit on a, an elite quarterback, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers type of guy, you can maybe make it work with two or three elite type of uh, wide receivers. I mean, even the Vikings, the Philly defense was staring down Je uh, Jefferson the entire time. So... It got other guys open, and Irv Smith couldn't make a play here or there. But it's just crazy what these wide receivers are doing nowadays. I agree. And to back you up on that, um, the Packers are struggling offensively for the Packers. Mm -hmm. And why is that? They don't have a receiver. Nobody exactly. had more than three catches. And a couple of those people, even when they beat Chicago, which isn't that impressive, but even when they beat Chicago, they were throwing to running backs. Um, I think maybe Sammy Watkins, some receiver, had three catches. I mean, there's just nobody out there. And the Packers are going to win some games because you got Rodgers and a decent young defense. But they're just there's just no possible way they can win a championship without any weapons on the outside. You just can't do it. Mm -hmm. When you need big plays, I need someone to get open right now, and you yep. can't do it. I, I just think it's huge. And any of other teams like the Eagles who got AJ Brown, um, yep. and just and other teams that have good receivers, that it, it does make a big difference. The Vikings were in that on. shell defense like the entire time because they were they were scared of the speed. The entire time so it was quick it was just one two steps slant and hit the window and seven yards when you're getting yeah. seven yards every single play it makes life just so much easier you know what else makes life really really easy a good offensive line i yeah. mean i'm telling you i think that's what makes some quarterbacks look better look worse um ask joe burrow how he likes being sacked all the time <laughs> um or russell wilson when he's complaining in seattle it, oh. it is huge it is huge. It allows more time for your receivers to get open. Yep. Um, you can the quarterback can go through more than one read, you know, and not be like Kirk Cousins and stare down one guy and, and that's it. But <laughs> I mean, you can go through reads, you can run the ball better, which also sets up the pass. I mean, the offensive line to me has always been just the absolute key. And there's so many rough offensive lines in the NFL right now. And you see it affecting offenses like the Steelers, teams like that. Like it it just affects them. You can't do anything. I think the coaching in the college uh, it's so spread out, get it to the dominant yeah. guy and let him do his thing. So it doesn't translate to NFL football. Well, you know, when they, yeah. when they get there. So it takes some time. I agree. The spread offenses and it, if they do, if it does take time, like you said, it might take a few years to get a guy, you know, but by that time, the NFL teams and fans are, are just calling that person a bust already and they're getting yep. rid of them. So, so yeah, they're, they're, I think offensive lines are, are key right now, but uh, another story I want to talk about the bucks and the bills defenses. I mean, they're legit. I mean, the Buccaneers, they, I mean, we're talking about the Cowboys. Dak was there most of the game, that first game. And they just completely shut them out. They didn't yep. score a touchdown, I don't believe. 
And then they play the Saints in New Orleans in the Superdome where Tom Brady's 0-4. I talked about this the whole time. Saints plus three, bank it. The Saints couldn't do anything. No. And it wasn't just because they didn't have Alvin Kamara. The Bucks can fly around, and they are a legitimate defense. I mean, Tom Brady has just been so-so, their offense. Um, he's throwing tablets, so you know his offense isn't doing that great. But uh, I just think he's going to be – it's going to be Peyton Manning-esque, but, but Tom Brady's better than Peyton Manning's last season. But I think that defense is, could possibly carry them to a Super Bowl. I did not think they were that good um, on defense. I mean, I thought they were good defensively, just not elite like they've shown. Um, so I think them and the Bills, I mean, that 41-7 to beat down of the Titans, uh, they, they just showed two weeks. They shut down the Rams week one. They're, they're just they're good defenses. Yeah, and, and the Bills' defense uh, could get better with White coming back, hopefully in a few games from uh, the, the knee injury, right? So Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy <laughs> wow. to think? I know. It's, just, it's wild, and then their offense is loaded. By the way, their offense didn't punt this year until their 16th drive, I think I read. Yeah, anyways, that's a whole – the Bills are just loaded. Super Bowl yeah. pick. Yeah. Uh, but hey, real quick, back to the Bucks. Um, yeah. have they really played a really great offense? I mean, I don't I don't know if I trust the Dallas Cowboy offense yet with the injuries at wide receiver and offensive line and the Saints and Jameis Winston. Like, maybe their defense it seems legit for sure. Like they haven't got anywhere, right. but did they play too bad offenses? Like that could be could be the reasoning. Right. Jameis has proved in this league he can throw for five thousand yards. Yeah, we know he throws picks and all that, but um and you're on the road, and you still got Olave, Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas. I mean, there's weapons. There's a decent quarterback, and they just came out and played. And that Cowboys, you know, we're going to find out. Yeah. You know? And so, I I, I mean, Dak's not going to be back for a while, so we're not going to know. But, you know, we'll see against elite teams. But you're right. We, you never know. The Bills played the Rams offense, which is pretty good last time I checked. Oh, the Bills, then, I agree. And, That's... and they shut down the Titans, which are not a good pass offense, but they can run the ball, obviously, with Derrick Henry. Yeah. Yeah. So so that, that was another one of my takeaways. Um, just a quick tidbit. Do you know that the Lions are in the top three points scored in the NFL? That's <laughs> with Jared Goff, the guy that everybody wrote off. He's, he's terrible. DeAndre, DeAndre Swift. Holy cow, that kid. That offensive right. line is playing well. They, I mean, they just took it to the commanders last week. And, uh, I mean, the Lions aren't far off from being 2-0. Right. So they, they get a good start 1-1. One one. I think that's just a team to watch, the Lions, especially in that NFC. So uh, they can just figure out how to stop people more consistently. They got a chance. So um, to our Seahawks real quick, um, <laughs> what do we really say? Let's see. They haven't scored an offensive point in six quarters. That's pretty bad. That's hard football thoughts, to watch, and you're not going to win on much. Why? Yeah. Thoughts why on why? Suck? Yeah. We kind of like I was talking about with the Ravens and coaching. You got, you got to stick with your game plan. Yes, you get down. So you, okay, let's throw out the playbook. No more running the football. I don't like running the football every first down, second down. But if that's what you're gonna do, if that's your bread and butter, you got to stick with it somewhat. Even if you get down, it you can come back. Like, that's the thing. The teams don't put people away all the way. So stick with what you're going to do. And nope, that's not the case. I think they ran the ball with uh, Walker and uh, Penny 10 times total for both yeah, of them. Yeah, they abandoned, they abandoned like it too early. I agree. Yeah. Like, the the, ran, the Niners aren't going to put up just ridiculous amount of points. Stick with it a little bit. See what you can do. Yeah. Nope. Gino, let's, let's have him throw every play. I know. I know. DK's already hobbling around. He's holding his hand, not moving. His, he's touching his back. Like, So you're going to throw every play? It, Good call, I Pete. agree. I agree. 
they, you know what? They got nothing to lose at this point. They've, like I said, they've scored zero offensive points in six quarters. The same as me and you have scored in six quarters. <laughs> it, it something's got to change. We knew they're going to be bad. They got they got an emotional lucky win, which is awesome. Beating Russ, that's all we really wanted. Um, but they they got a lot of work to do. So, also last story I had, uh, Kenny Pickett. I think it's time. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And I, I know the offensive line sucks, and that's not helping anybody over there. Trubisky's completing, I think, a little under 60% of his passes right now. Two touchdowns through two games and a pick. He's just kind of, eh, you know, not accurate, managing the game. And their offense is just horrendous. Um, I, I wouldn't wait too long, is what I'm saying, to get Kenny Pickett in there. Do you have any uh, predictions on when they might actually bring him in? I don't think it's going to go past week four. When's their bye? I think the I, I don't know their bye off the top of my head. Um, I think that would play yeah. a big factor into it. Um, do you know when that is? I don't. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure, but so that could I, be to give him an extra week, maybe set him up with a good um, opponent too. You don't, you know, you don't yeah. want if they play the Bills or something like that. You don't want him going in yet, but because I, th- yeah. I think I heard that on some sort of national media was, you don't want to bring a man against you know the Bills or the Bucks or the yeah. crazy defenses yeah. and just whatnot, but. He's going to bring a fire and energy to that crowd, to that team. Um, yep. That's just going to be they, unreal. They, just need some, they need it. They need some juice on offense. They need something. And I'm not, I don't think yeah. Kenny Pickett's going to go on and dominate because their offensive line is atrocious. I mean, you know, that's, but yeah. he can't be much worse right now. They're just not scoring at all. No, they so, look bad um, on offense for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, those are kind of some of the takeaways. Listen, we're talking football and this is, this is awesome. This is what we love to do. This is why we're doing this podcast. And uh, so if you're still listening, this is obviously because you love football too. Um, and so, you know, leave comment about anything and all that, but uh, if the video goes a little long, it's just because we love it. I mean, this is awesome. So anything else you learned from week two or the first couple of weeks or anything about coaching? I think you mentioned uh, earlier, mentioned the coaching. We mentioned the wide receivers. Um, Bills are a darn good team. Um, By the way, the coaching, just to um, reiterate that, Nathaniel Hackett is struggling. <laughs> I mean, he is a struggle bus. They were, we are, we all know what they did on Monday night. And then if you didn't watch the game, they were about to go, it was fourth down, yep, and they were yep. struggling offensively. I mean, the crowd's booing their offense, booing the coach, booing Russ. I was mm-hmm. smiling. And I was just, and they couldn't decide if they wanted to go for a fourth down or kick a field goal. He yep. finally decided to kick a field goal. <laughs> It was too late. It was a delay of game. They couldn't quite kick it in time. Five-yard penalty. Now they got a punt. And they the boo birds were out in Denver, let me tell you. It was ugly. And uh, I just he just needs an assistant that helps him with time management or making decisions. He might want to go into a game thinking, if it's fourth and three on their 35, I should know what I'm going to do already, you know, based on how the game's going. I think because he got so much backlash on his decision not to – go for it on fourth down with a minute or 50 seconds left. Uh, he was like, Oh great. Do I try and make Russ happy? I got to keep the Russ happy. I got to get the fans happy. He he wanted to kick the field goal the entire time, but he's like, uh, I got to make sure my diva quarterback's happy. It At some point butt. he's going to have to go for it on fourth and short because he has a quarterback who's, yeah. you know, he said, I think in that game, you know, it's this low scoring game against the Texans. You trust your D maybe you kick a field goal, but either way, just make a decision one way or the other. And he's struggling. And, and I know an NFL head coach, that's not an easy job. But no. you got to be able to make those decisions. you got to know on third down before the play happens, if we don't get it, what are we doing? 
don't you think like that's the thought process on that is the whole yeah. staff and maybe it's not just on the head coach i don't know but uh yeah coaching has been very very questionable so um yeah that's that's all we've learned now let's get into uh let's get into a fun little game here of <laughs> is it time to panic oh yeah I, I got five teams for you okay that are not doing not doing well <laughs> you don't really know the teams you can probably assume but uh okay and you just tell me if you think it's time to panic or is it time to it's okay they're owing two and by the way before you start this is going to kind of answer all the questions for you oh and two teams you want to stack because i got it always got it oh it's not good that's for sure there have I, been I, there I have been it. 400 teams that have started oh and two since 1970 400 teams since 1970 started oh and two Guess how many of those 400 made the playoffs? I'm going to just random guess seven. Wow, that's really low. 38 <laughs> oh, of the 400 have made yeah. it. So that's that's nine and a half percent. Nine and a half percent of the teams that started 0-2 have made the playoffs. So if you're a, if you're a fan of a team that's 0-2 right now, um, you have a nine and a half percent chance of making the playoffs. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. Yep. <laughs> not not really. Here we go. Team number one. Oh boy. You saw it. You saw it. You, you've heard about this team over and over and over. The Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Is it time to panic? Uh yes, for this season. Uh not in the long term, I don't think, because I think Joe Burrow is a still a franchise quarterback. Uh, but I kind of said it in our AFC previews, like they lose two more games in that season, they don't even make the playoffs. So is their team really that great? Uh, not quite yet. Obviously, there's offensive line still issues. Um, defense isn't playing as well. So I think it's time to panic for this season. As far as for the future, um, I don't think so. I think for the future-wise, you're good. That's going to be a tough division for a long time to come with Watson or Deshaun, yeah, Deshaun Watson and you know Steelers and the Ravens. So that's the hard part about it. But you still got Joe yeah. Burrow. Do you get to I, talk or I, is it just me? No, I want to talk. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I didn't do this podcast to just listen. So the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, I agree with you. Um, it's time to panic this year. It's it's not working out. I would be shocked if they turned this around and made the playoffs. Their old line still isn't very good. I mean, we thought they were going to improve. They brought in some guys and maybe it'll take time to gel. And if they do, they'll start getting on, you know, catching on fire. But uh Here's here's the reason they're 0 2. Yeah. Three of their next four games are on the road. Ouch. And here are their next four opponents. You ready? Well, I was just going to say they're yeah. in the AFC, so that doesn't help. There's yeah. a lot of good and, teams. I know. And I may have the wrong order here, and I think I do. Well, maybe I do. Anyways, it's the Jets, the Dolphins, the Ravens, and the Saints. I'm not saying those are world beater teams, but let's just say they beat the Jets. I mean, the Ravens, Saints, and Dolphins, with the way the Bengals are playing right now, they just got they just lost to Cooper Rush. It wasn't even that close. Cooper right. Rush and the Cowboys. They could easily go one and three in the next four, especially with a lot of them being road games. If you're one and three, let's do the math here. <laughs> that is one and five to start your year. Done. I'm going to guess that your nine and a half percent goes to zero of making oh, playoffs. One and five? Yeah. What about two yeah. and four? If they win, if they split the next two, then me? <laughs> I, think, I think it depends on the Ravens. If the Ravens are going to struggle defensively like they did last week um, and they kind of hang around three and three and they're two and four, I mean, yeah, they got a chance. 
Right. Um, but I didn't look at the rest of the schedule yet, but I do know the Bengals have like the second hardest schedule this season out of all the teams. So I don't think it gets any easier after that. <laughs> so, I, you know, it, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting, especially if they play Cleveland, not till later in the season, maybe Deshaun's back for one of the two or two games. So yeah, it's time right. to panic. Team number two, the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> oh, and two Matt rule. Matt rules already on the hot seat in Carolina. Yeah. Is it time to panic? It's def- I mean, time to panic. That means you had some sort of expectations before going there, to the There were some teams picking them to win a wild card spot. Yeah, they, they had some expectations. Yeah. And they brought, I, in, they brought in a guy, Mr. Baker. I, I believed in Baker, and I, I, don't, I don't know if I still do. Like, he can't win when he needs to. You, you got to beat the Giants. Like, come on. I, don't, I still don't think they're a good team, but maybe the Giants are. As far as the Panthers, oh, man, I, I think it's time to panic. Matt Rule especially should be time to panic. Like, oh, my gosh, I got to figure this out or I'm not a head coach in the NFL anymore. Um, same thing with Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Time to panic. Like, their careers are going to be journeyman backups if it doesn't turn around. Like, I mean, like the season turnaround. Um, as far as, yeah, the, the, the only good slight thing that they got going for them, they're in the NFC. That's the only hope, I think. But yeah, definitely time to That's panic true. for the season. And potentially this future. I mean, for like a future years, like what do they what do they got? Like, is it Baker? They is it Sam Darnold? I'll tell you like, one thing, they don't got a quarterback. Exactly. So bad record, and then they get um one of the stud quarterbacks from college, and still yeah. then there's no guarantees. So yes, no, I'm and, you, to panic. and you gotta be real okay. Your answer is yes. Okay. Yep. Hit the button. Ding, ding, ding. You are correct again. <laughs> yes. Matt Rule's in trouble. Their offensive line is still a work in progress. And I've been saying this for a while. I, I don't understand some people that believe in him. Baker Mayfield is not a good, a good quarterback. You can call him average. I yeah. will let you call him average, and that's it. He's just – he's not a great quarterback. He's predictable. He rolls to the right a lot. He doesn't see the whole field sometimes. He doesn't make the accurate and strong throw all the time. He's just not accurate. I mean, not a good quarterback. He's just average at best. So, so they're 0-2. Their next five games, Saints, Cardinals, 49ers, Rams, Buccaneers. <laughs> Owie. Ugh, that's brutal. Let's just say they beat the Cardinals, right? I mean, at best, out of those five, Saints, Cardinals, 49ers, Rams, Bucks. at best, you're 2-3. and three. At, at, at best, right? Right, yeah. And so at two and three, they're two and five at that point. Yeah. Once again, say goodnight. Party is over in Carolina. Time to panic. Team number three, the Las Vegas Raiders. (laughs) Is it time to panic? (sighs) It's time to panic just from your performance in the fourth quarter of last game. (laughs) right like they had a good game once again i mean they were there had the easy victory it looked like it looked like it was time to panic for the cardinals uh with how things were going i would say no on this one um i don't think the broncos are as good i think the afc west is going to kind of beat each other up the chiefs could pull away so that kind of gets them a chance to sneak in uh Derek carr's definitely got to pick up his play and be more consistent if he doesn't do that uh, then it's time to panic for him. Um, the head coach is a brand new coach, so I think he's got some time. I would go not time to panic yet. They played a good first three quarters. 
And then Kyler was just special. Um, he kind of made it work and did his thing. So they played the Chargers. That's a tough game. And then kind of got not unlucky, but, you know, you got to put the game away. So, no, not time to panic. Oh, I'm on the fence on this one. No, no, you can't I pick just, the fence. You got to pick one listen, or the other. They're not finishing in the top two in the division, okay? Okay. So they're shooting for, like, one, like the last wildcard spot pretty much, right? Mm -hmm. One of the last two spots. And I just don't know. New new coach, the inconsistency of Carr, I don't know. They did play the Chargers tough in their game. Yeah. Um, but, but they, I just don't know if they have it, but I'm not, it's not time to panic yet. Cause they have, they have shown that they can do it. And so I, I think they, I think they have a shot. I, I don't know their next games. I didn't look that up, but, uh, I, I do think they have a chance to turn this around. They, they could easily be two and oh right now, mm -hmm. uh, to be honest. So I don't think it's quite time to panic. No, I talked myself into it. Um, here's another team. <laughs> I don't want to talk about them because I actually picked them to win the division and as a very long shot to go to the Super Bowl. But listen, I was just shooting for the odds there. The Indianapolis Colts freaking stink. <laughs> I mean, they stink in every aspect. Ooh. They're bad. Did they just, what was it, 20 to 0? That they was, just lost? Yeah. To the Jags. And I didn't think they're a good team or they weren't going to be a good team in that. If you're asking me the question, yes, time to panic. Like, wow, you got Matt Ryan so that you can do something, get to the playoffs, make a run. You got Jonathan Taylor, and you're gonna do this. You can't. Oh, you yeah. can't do this. Like that. That was a really bad performance. Um, this is that was an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of why I picked the Tennessee Titans. Kind of back in our AFC preview video is like I don't think the Colts are that great yet, where everybody's kind of putting them up there. Um, the Titans look good too. Yeah. But no, the Titans haven't looked good either. So <laughs> listen, that division uh, that, is a crapshoot. Man, the Houston Texans, they're, they're playing tough. Jags. Right. So what about the Jags? They're playing. So you're saying it's time to panic in Indy? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Kind of got sidetracked there. I was kind of thrown thrown off, but yes, time to panic for the Colts. They just zero? You scored zero? I know it's just two weeks, but Oh, wow, you don't. I don't think do they, they don't have really great weapons on the outside, kind of like I was talking about well, earlier. They do have one. Michael one, Pittman one, was a beast in week one. He did not play in week two. He was out. One's so, not like, enough. I kinda, don't think that that goes with what you said. They lost their number one target, who had a ton of catches in week one to injury. And look what they do on offense. They score zero points. Yeah, I'm not it saying just it's makes all it too hard. but it makes a big difference. The Colts offensive line, I thought was going to be top three in the league like they were last year. And they're not that great either. Um, the pass rush is awful. I mean, they had, let's see, I think they had zero sacks last game. Ugh. And maybe three at the end of the game in week one. I mean, they're getting no pass rush. Matt Ryan's looking a little old. We knew he was old. But we thought, and their running game with Jonathan Taylor didn't get going until it was too late against the Jags. I know because they have him in fantasy. He's freaking killing me. <laughs> and um, they're just bad all around. They're just a bad team right now. And they, not to say they can't turn around. I think they have a great head coach. But I don't know, man. I don't know. So time to panic in Indy. So we agree on that panic. one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's time to panic a lot of places. I didn't put the Seahawks on there because, I mean, it was time to panic before the season started. So Once again, expectation not very level. Yeah. yeah. 
Yes, exactly. There's expectations in Vegas, in Indianapolis, in Carolina, mm-hmm. and in Cincy. So, um, and that's Cincy thing, by the way, Super Bowl hangover. We'll talk about it every week. It's it's real. Yeah. Um, last team is actually one and one, not zero and two. The Denver Broncos. And we can be we can be quick on this one. We talked about them a little bit. Coach is a mess. The quarterback's trying to just hit deep passes again, holds the ball forever like we've seen a million years in Seattle. He's a good quarterback. I'm not bashing him because he left. He won us the Super Bowl. I got respect for him as a player. Um, <laughs> but I just think they're struggling. Jerry Judy went down with an injury. I don't know how serious it is. But he he was 14 of 31. 14 of 31 for a quarterback against the Texans that you paid 250 mil. That's pretty bad. And they have him until he's almost 40. Have fun. What do you think? Yeah. Time to no, that's, that's that's exactly why I didn't want to keep him as a Seahawks fan. Like, yep. just didn't see it. Um, time to panic. I don't want to be like you and be on a fence on a team. Ah, oh, man. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I would say time to panic for different reasons. Can they still make the playoffs this year? Yes. Uh, but their quarterback isn't maybe what they thought they were going to get. And you, you paid them the money. You, you can't get off that. You're stuck in it for so long. Like you were saying, I'm glad he did what he did in, you know, C- Seattle for us. Uh, got a Super Bowl, uh, good quarterback, but t- did he, did he peak early? And now he's on the decline. And if that's the case, you just paid him a lot of money. So future may be time to panic season. Not so much. I think they can still be a decent team, um, have a chance at the playoffs. Once again, the AFC West is going to beat each other up. Um, so no, not for this season. The coach has got to figure it out, though. He's got to figure out what he's doing yeah. as far as time management. Yeah. Like, You know what I think he should do? He should play Madden and just kind of get in some late-game situations where he has to make a decision and just see what happens. Maybe do two clock and just get that clock running quick. So he's like, oh, I got to make a decision quick. You know, I could just see him sitting in his living room playing Madden, delay a game, <laughs> offense. Anyways, um, no, I, I agree with you. I think Denver has a chance, and Russ is going to have some good games. He's not completely done, but he is definitely on the decline. And there's yeah. experts out there, uh, people close to the game, that that actually believe he is on the decline. And we've seen it for a while. So good luck, Denver. I know we have Gino, but Gino's cheap, <laughs> so we're good. We'll get a new young guy. Anyways. That's it. Those are the time to panic. Um, we may or may not have missed a team or two, but uh, those are the big teams I want to talk about. Um, week two. It's almost time. Or week three. It's almost time for hold week on, three already. I, I do want to talk about uh, Trey Lance and Jimmy G and the 49ers. I don't know if we oh, have time for Seahawks that. Save their, the Seahawks saved their season? Is that what you're going to say? Kind Go of, for it. Yeah, like that that was a huge interesting storyline for like the whole preseason and then everyone's like when's Jimmy G going to start? Do you start Jimmy G? There's a lot of people know you don't start Jimmy G. You believe in Trey Lance as a running quarterback, there's always a chance you can get hurt. And always. it's broken been hurt, yep. Fibula and uh, ligament damage that's terrible. I feel bad for the it's dude. A- but man, did they luck out to keep Jimmy G? in that building and now they have i think a better chance to go to go deeper into the playoffs maybe not like great for their future but for yeah, this season no, and what that team is like huge plus jimmy g is gonna get paid now because he had so many incentives in his contract 
It was like start oh, this you're many right. games. That's right. Oh, he, yep, he just made bank. Like he started yep. for most of the se- all the season, unless he gets hurt. But yeah. no, you're complete. You're completely right. I forgot about the contract thing. Uh, they are lucky to keep Jimmy G. This oh, yeah. I, I agree completely. When when he went down and Jimmy G came in, they scored a touchdown on the first drive. I think it is. I, I'm not mm-hmm. a Trey Lance believer. Um, at least right now in his career, there's just no way he's ready. Yeah. Um, and I always thought Jimmy G was a better quarterback. I think we had this discussion on Twitter, actually, if you follow us on Twitter, but with some people. And so I think when he went down, I was, I mean, first you, you feel bad for the guy. He's a young kid oh, and yeah. that was a terrible injury. And, you know, that's someone's career and livelihood. Once you get past that and you just look at the game, I mean, we helped them. The, Jimmy G is by far their better chance to win this season. It's not even close to me. And, I don't, yeah. and I'm not even a Jimmy G lover. I mean, I don't think he's that great. But he's better than Trey Lance. He's he's led them to Super Bowl before. He he knows what he's doing. Yeah, Super Bowl, NFC Championship game, and you're out the window. Yeah. Like, eh, yeah, not quite yet. You got a guy who's calm, cool, and collected, and he'll he'll be there. So you're right. Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. So yeah, week three. Here we come. It's going quick. Uh, we're gonna drop our week three video Friday, I believe. Right. I think so. Yep. Friday should, should be on Friday. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do best bets. Um, I might do a little Instagram and Twitter for some best bets on the Thursday game. Listen, if you're betting that Thursday game, just bet it and don't watch, maybe. It is the Steelers and Browns. Good luck with that one. I mean, it is the classic matchup of Mitchell Trubisky versus Jacoby Brissett. I mean, it is ugly, and it's going to be ugly. And I think Miles Garrett's even questionable. TJ Watt's still out. There's just not a lot of star power. But anyways, I'll be dropping some bets on that, and then Friday we'll get a video out, and uh, we'll get some best bets for week three. So here we go. But a few big games, just real quick. We don't have to touch on it too long. Uh, Bills are playing at Miami again. We're gonna Miami gets another test. Bill, um, Bills are five and a half point favorites. I mean, that's the we're gonna find out quick. Are the Dolphins for real? Yeah. Um, are they gonna have a letdown? Uh, I, I lean Bills, but I haven't done much research into it. I, I think the Bills are a well-oiled machine right now. So, what about the Dolphins you? didn't look great at the beginning of the Ravens game. Looked like you know that was a cinch and. Then, you know, you blinked and touchdown, touchdown, and you're there in it. Yep. Yep, I agree. They just had a huge a huge quarter, so we'll find out. Another one, uh, Raiders-Titans. I know, not a big game. Why are you mentioning it? Here's why I'm mentioning it. Mm-hmm. I like numbers, by the way. The loser <laughs> of that game goes to 0-3. Oh, that's I over. believe, right? Right? Yeah. They're both yep. 0-2? Yeah. I know the Raiders are. Loser goes to 0-3. Only six out of 182 NFL teams have made the playoffs after starting 0-3. That's 3.2% of teams. The Raiders and Titans are playing a playoff game in week three. The <laughs> loser goes home. <laughs> okay, listen, they got to pl- keep playing to get the paychecks, but they're done. So that's a big game for both those uh, teams and fan bases, I think. Uh, the only other big game is, I mean, it's huge. Uh, do you have some say Raiders? Yeah, Titans or... I think that game's bigger for uh, the Raiders because if the Tennessee Titans go 0-3, that division's so bad, they might have a chance to still be kicking if they're 0-3. Raiders go 0-3. Sorry, Raider Nation. It's it's over. You're toast. You're right. The Titans could go 0-3, win their next game, go 1-3, and be tied for first. At <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm Easily. saying. Yep. Yeah, the Jags are, what, 1-1? One one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colts are 0-2, and, and uh, Texans, Texans are 0-2, right? 0-2, yeah. yeah. Whoo, baby, you are right. Okay, so maybe not panic time in Tennessee yet. But again, that Tennessee team's a team that has no receivers. Back to your topic. They got no receivers. Traylon Burks is a good rookie. He's not ready to just take over the league yet. 
Yeah. Um, they had Robert Woods. He's coming back from injury. He's, you know, nothing special right now. So they're struggling. Uh, last big game we want to talk about, and then we'll, we'll get out of here. Uh, Packers and Bucks. I, I just, uh, I just don't understand this early line right now. I see, I'm seeing Bucks minus two and a half, and they're at home. I believe the Buccaneers are. Wow. So if they're at home, only two and a half point favorites. That's saying on a neutral field that they're like even teams. So maybe Green Bay is getting a lot more respect than we thought they, think they should. Um, but the Bucks should be favored by more than that. The Packers are not that great this year. I really don't think they are. And so I, I definitely lean towards the Bucks. The only problem with the Bucks is, and I think the spread is low because the Bucks no Godwin, maybe maybe no Godwin again, maybe no Julio again, and Mike Evans is suspended again. That That's... was quite the brawl too, by the way. Way to protect Grandpa Goat. Way to protect Grandpa Goat, Mike Evans. Anyways, yeah. uh, so that so that could be. But it's still Tom Brady. It's still one of the best defenses in the league in, in Tampa Bay. I, I could see Green Bay. So another bet I'm leaning, and I, I love team totals. I haven't put any out there yet, but I like so far. It's not an official bet yet. The Packers team total under 20. I don't oh. see the Packers getting over 20. I mean, they scored, what, seven on Minnesota? They yeah. didn't look that great. They scored 27 and didn't look that great against Chicago. That's Chicago. I mean, that's like bottom of the barrel, and this is top of the barrel on defense. So... <laughs> Uh, I just think, uh, yeah, I lean Bucks on that one. So, I don't know what you think about that game, but. Ah, that's, yeah, it's going to be a tough one with those injuries at wide receiver and Mike Evans being suspended. Um, just maybe an under offensive game, maybe line. Both teams. Yeah. Yeah, there's just not much star power on the outside. So, it could be kind of kind of boring to watch. A lot of running the football, playing defense, old school football for some fans, if you like old yep. school, but that's not the way the league's going. Not so, at all. Not yeah. at all. But yeah, there's not, not a ton of great matchups in week three, I don't think, that I've looked at. Um, I mean, there's some decent matchups, just no elite teams. Those are kind of the big ones. Bills, Dolphins, and Packers, Bucks. So, But yeah, we probably missed some stories because there's stories everywhere. But uh, that's the week two recap. We're going to we're gonna hit you with another video on Friday again. Keep, us, keep an eye out on Instagram. Go follow us. We'll give out some bets. Uh, for that Thursday night game, we'll try to find some. It'll probably be unders on everything because that's what it might be, it might turn out to be. And then uh, we're on Twitter also. So again, we went five and one on the Twitter and Instagram picks for week two, and one and five in the video. So we we're six and six. But you gotta follow us everywhere. So um, we'll turn this around. We're we're kind of flirting right around even so far after two weeks, which isn't too bad. We'll get the hang of this. So, anyways, anything else, Ryan? We good to go? That's it. Good to go. Yeah. All right, make sure you go follow us uh, also on Spotify, Amazon Podcast, and Apple Podcast. We got, we're got we up and going there. So throw us in your ear, go do some dishes, mobile on, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Another episode. Thanks for uh, listening to Just a Bet Outside, and we'll see you next week, or on Friday, actually. We'll see you then.